विक्षेप आवृत रूपाभ्यान द्विधा अविद्या व्यवस्थिता दिस अविद्या रिग्नरेंस ऑप्टेन्स इन टू फोल्ड वेज टू फोल्ड वे वन इज विक्षेप एंड आवृति आवृति इज आवरण वेलिंग एंड विक्षेप मीन्स प्रोजेक्शन ऑफिच न भाति नास्ति कूटस्थ आपादनम आवृति कूटस्थ न भाति दट आत्मा द लिमिटलेस आत्मा डज नॉट शाइन नास्ति ही इज नॉट सो आपादनम सो दिस कैंड ऑफ कंक्लूजन माय पार्ट दिस इज कॉल आवृति और आवरणम वेलिंग इट इज ए प्रोडक्ट ऑफ इग्नरेंस हाउ डू से दैट दिस कैंड ऑफ आवरणम इज it is shown that this avaranam meaning the true nature of atma is veiled from me this is a matter of experience the proof is in experience itself lokanubhavah agnyani vidusha prushtah kutastham na prabuddhate when a wise man who knows kutastha meaning who knows the self as a limitless when he asks an ignorant man do you know kutastha do you know limitless self he says i don't know when he says i don't know it means that there is ignorance and he says i i don't experience any kutastha i don't see it is not there i don't experience it and it is not there so when he says i don't experience it and it is not there that shows the avaranam when he says i don't know kutastha limitless self that shows ignorance i don't experience it i i don't think it is when he says that that shows avaranam or veiling then a question was raised that when you say that kutastha or the self is is svaprakasha is is self fulfillment then svaprakashe kutah avidya hagam avidya ignorance obtain in coexistence with kutastha or atma who is self fulfillment because self fulfillment atma is comparable to light and avidya ignorance is comparable to darkness how is it possible that lightness and dark dark light and darkness which are mutually opposed or exclusive how can they coexist and so if avidya darkness cannot be there in atma tam vina kasam avrutih how can there be the avaranam or veiling which is the product of ignorance well that also cannot be and if avaranam or veiling is not there vikshepa the projection which is the product of avaranam that cannot be so state is like this first is avidya ignorance then there is what we call avaranam or veiling and then occurs what we call vikshepa or projection and if projection is not there then samsara of the nature of projection also is not there and therefore you cannot prove that the samsara is a product of avidya that's the idea samsara is but that samsara is a product of avidya you cannot prove because avidya cannot coexist with atma who is self fulfilled all this tarka jalani all this kind of reasoning asau anu swanubhutihi grasati it says well you have to reject all this kind of tarka this kind of reasoning which seems to seems to show that ignorance cannot be in atma has to be rejected for the simple reason that we do experience ignorance i i do say that i don't know myself i don't know the limitless self i don't experience it i don't think it is we say that that shows that there is ignorance and there is veiling of the limitless self and therefore if you have a logic which somehow wants to disprove the very experience of mind well that logic is not applicable because then uh, it it contradicts experience and therefore we cannot accept logic as a proof when it contradicts experience 
Then he also said, if you say that, experience is the proof of, of, of something, and then if that experience contradicts the logic, then we say that experience that contradicts logic also cannot be the proof. If you say that logic which contradicts experience cannot be proof, then experience that contradicts logic also cannot be proof. You understand? So I perceive something and that just doesn't make sense. I saw a ghost, I saw an elephant with four tusks. Suppose I say that. If it doesn't make sense, then in spite of my having perceived, it won't be acceptable because there is no such object as an elephant with four tusks. So if your experience also contradicts the logic, then that experience also cannot become the proof, he says. In that case, how will you arrive at the Tarkanishtaya? So, we say that Svanubhuti experience has to be relied upon. That should form the basis of arriving at the nature of truth. If this logician or Tarkika doesn't trust his own experience, at the same time, purely logic cannot become the means of proving something. In that case, you are left without any basis to arrive at the truth. So to determine the nature of thing or arrive at the truth, if you say that you cannot rely upon experience because experience doesn't seem to confirm the logic, and you yourself say that logic purely also cannot be, logic without the support of experience cannot be the proof, in that case you don't have any ground at all to arrive or determine the nature of anything. And so you cannot say that if experience contradicts logic that you do throw away the experience. <coughs> Now this much we discussed yesterday, now he continues this argument in the 30th verse that the Tikagara says, Nanu Anubhavaha Tattvanishchayakaha Eva. Then he says, okay, we accept Anubhavaha Tattvanishchayakaha. That Anubhava is that which can bring about the nischaya or ascertainment of Tattva or the truth. We accept that experience is the basis for determining the nature of truth. Tathabi Anubhuvamanasya arthasya sambhavitatvajnanaya tarkobi abhipetavyahityashankamanubhya He says even then, Anubhuvamanasya arthasya of an object that is experienced by anybody, sambhavitatvajnanaya that such an object exists. What is sambhavitatvajnana? Footnote number 3 says, nischayatvajnanaya that even if you experience something, then also Whatever the experience should have a support of reasoning. In order to make sure that what I experience or what I perceive is real or is true, it must be logical because I perceive something that is out of this world, then we have to perhaps check the means of perception, etc. And therefore he says, Anubhuyamanasya arthasya, that artha the palartha or the object that is experienced, sambhavitattva jnanaya, we have to firm up or we have to, in order to establish that what I experience is reasonable, what I experience is in fact true, or is possible, tarkobi abhibetavyaha, says you will have to accept tarka or reasoning also. You cannot say that merely perception is the ultimate proof, because it is possible that you might commit an error, that maybe your means of perception such as eyes or ears may be defective, and therefore what you perceive may be defectiveness because the means of perception is defective. In that case, suppose you see, when I look up at the sky, I see four moons, literally I do. Suppose I do, then does it mean that there are four moons? No. So the object that I perceive, anubhavamanasya artha, anubhavamanasya artha, that object that I perceive 
is four moons in the sky. Then, Sambhavatattva Jnana, can there be four moons? If that question is asked, then it should be a, there should be a reasonable logical answer that yes, there can be four moons. Or no, there cannot be four moons. In that case, we will have to again check with experience. We will have to perceive again or perhaps examine whether there is some difficulty with my sense of perception or not. So, Tarkopi Abhibetavya. Tarka, the reasoning, also has to be accepted in order to ascertain the validity of what I perceive or what I experience. Yes, I do experience something, but whether what I, what I experience is valid or not, or the conclusion that I have drawn from my experience is valid or not, in order to ascertain that, definitely there will have to be reasoning also to support my conclusion. So, this is Asanka. So, this Asanka or this question or doubt is Anudya. It's stated, restated by, reiterated by the uh, verse, Tarhi Anuho Anusaraneva Tarkaha Varnaniyaha. Then he says, okay, if you say that Tarka or reasoning is required in order to confirm the validity of what you perceive, Tarhi then Anuho Anusaraneva Tarkaha Varnaniyaha. You have to only accept that Tarka or the reasoning which is Anuhava Anusaraha. So that which is in keeping with your experience. Meaning that the logic or the reasoning that you apply, that reasoning should be such as, which goes in support of your experience. Reasoning not that simply throws away or contradicts the experience, but the reasoning that enables you to understand your experience. That is called Anubha Anusarena. Not that the reasoning should necessarily prove, but reasoning should be something that is, that helps the, the determination of what I experience. So there is an experience, and I must apply logical reasoning in such a manner that enables me to understand my experience. Not that I reject the experience to begin with, but then I must apply the logic or reasoning in such a manner that would explain to me the understanding of my experience. I do experience a sense of limitation. And there must be reasoning to explain that. That's why all these Vedantic Prakriyas are. Even though Shruti declares that Atma is limitless, a samsari. But then samsara is, is definitely a matter of my experience, then how do you account for it? Therefore, all these different prakriyas are there which explain the mechanism of how that sense of limitation comes about. Yeah, then, whole logic is given there. That there is a phenomenon called error or dhyasa, because of which one thing can be taken to be something else. That we may superimpose the attributes of one upon the other, and such error can be committed, and therefore, when I say that I am a samsari, that can be an erroneous notion. And thus, we have to explain that experience, but then, you cannot say, no, I don't, I don't say that you experience samsaritvam. You cannot say that. Samsaritvam is experience. No, you cannot say that you are limited. I say that, I experience it. Then the tarka or the reasoning must be something that can explain that experience. Not something that disregards that experience but something that explains the experience. Therefore, Vedanta always attempts to take into account our experience of duality, take into account our experience of sense of limitation, is all accepted as a basis, and through logic it shows how where we are committing an error. Then we will see that there is a question of here a judgment, or there is a question here of an error, and not necessarily of, ex- of, of experience. <coughs> So, Tarhi, Anuha, Anusaraneva, Tarkaha, Varani, those people 
who seek to experience samadhi, for example, want to disregard the experience of duality. They want to disregard the experience of duality and create a state of mind, samadhi, where the duality is resolved. That's okay. But then when you do experience duality, how do you understand it? So we must be able to resolve or we must be able to understand whatever we do feel and whatever we do experience. That's called validation. So we must validate everything that we are feeling and everything that we are experiencing. And if we cannot validate, will it always remain something unresolved and that will always come back again and again. And so we have to resolve everything. So it is okay. You may you apply the tarka or the reasoning in such a manner that it enables you to resolve your experience. Not something that simply disregards experience or something that just contradicts the experience. So we do accept a reasoning. But what? Anubhava anusari tarkaha. Or better than that, shrutya anusari tarkaha. The tarka that is accepted in Vedanta is tarka of the reasoning which is shruti anukula. That is in keeping with what the shruti says. That is the kind of tarka we accept. Therefore we do not accept tarka of the reasoning as proving something. It's not proving logic, but it is what we call supporting logic. So what shruti reveals, in case of vyavaharik sattva, like in perception of objects of the world, the sense organs of perception are the pramanam. And when we employ the reasoning, then that reasoning should be in keeping with that pramanam. In case of atma, etc., shruti is a pramanam. And therefore, in ascertaining the nature of atma, etc., then we have to employ tarka, which is in keeping with shruti. So whichever happens to be pramanam, in keeping with that, the tarka must be employed. If my eye says this is orange color, Buddha cannot simply say it cannot be orange. I say it is yellow, you know. No. So, uh, if it is orange, I must discover the reason why. But why my eye says this is orange. Is there something wrong with the eye? Or maybe there is something, some change has taken place. Until yesterday it was all yellow. And today all of a sudden it is orange. So it can happen that something may have happened in between. And so, as we said, na draste, nahi draste, anopannam nama. That man who is lame, we find him in home in the morning. So you apply a tarka, which explains that experience. Maybe you got a ride somewhere. Or maybe something happened. Maybe some, some miracle happened. Chamatkara happened, you know. Or somebody lifted him here. Or somebody may have gone into the deep forest and given him a ride. So and this, this is how you should apply a tarka. So that it explains what you perceive. <coughs> so tarhi anubha anusaranivat tarkaha varananiyaha. Na tad virodhena, na anubhava virodhena. The tarka, the reasoning, should not go against what you experience, what the pramanam says, by experience meaning, what pramanam says. What the valid means of say, valid means of knowledge says, well, your tarka should follow that and not something that contradicts that. Ityaha, that's what it said in the 30th verse. <coughs> Buddhyarohaya tarkascheda. Apekshetata tathasati Svanubhutyanusarena Tarkyatamma kutarkyatam So first part is Shankam Anudya 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 means to reinstate, to reiterate or restate. So buddhya roha hai, tarkasthet. 
दिस इज शंका पार्ट सी सुबुद्धि आरोहाय तर्क चेत अपेक्षित तर्क अपेक्षित चेत इसे बुद्धि आरोहाय बुद्धियारोहाय बुद्धि आरोहाय इन ऑर्डर टू फर्म अप इन बुद्धि आरोहण मीन्स क्लाइंबिंग फॉर एनीथिंग टू क्लाइंब द बुद्धि मीनिंग इन ऑर्डर फॉर द बुद्धि टू एसर्टेन समथिंग तर्क अपेक्षित चेत इन ऑर्डर टू डिटर्मिन और एसर्टेन समथिंग इज दिसेट तर्क ऑफ द रीजनिंग इज नीडेड तथा सती इन दैट केस स्वानुभूति अनुसारेण तर्कताजनिंग स्वानुभूति अनुसारेण इनकी एक्सपीरियंस मा को तर्कताम डोंट कीप ऑन अप्लाइंग योर तर्क ऑर लॉजिक विच जस्ट डिसिगार्ड और डिसमिस एक्सपीरियंस मे अप्लाई योर लॉजिक विच एक्सप्लेन्स एक्सपीरियंस एंड सो ऑल दिस आर्ग्यूमेंट प्रेजेंटेड in order to establish the place of tarka or reasoning where it always plays it always comes after the experience and not before experience <coughs> okay continuing says kosau anubhavah yad anusarena tarkah varnayah iti what is the experience that you are talking about yad anusarena and keeping with which tarkah varnayah that we should apply the tarka or the reasoning in keeping with that experience what is that experience that you are talking about now coming back to the subject matter there was a little bit of digression in our discussion when this place of tarka etc had to be ascertained now having ascertained the place of tarka with reference to anubhava now the author gets back to the original track train of thinking koso anubhava yadanusarena tarka varniya please tell us what experience it is that you are talking about in keeping with which we should apply the tarka id akanshayam puroktam avidyadi gocharam anubhavam smarayati then puroktam avidyadi gocharam anubhavam what has been said earlier that there is an experience on the part of an ignorant person that i do not know the limitless self i don't experience the limitless self i don't think there is limitless self so that experience it was said that anubhava so anubhavam smarayati it is that anubhava of the experience that we are talking about and therefore may you apply your tarka in, in order to explain that experience so smarayati just brings that again to remind us of that in the verse 31 sva anubhuti ra vidyayam avrutau cha pradarshita atah kutastha chaitanyam स्वानुभूति In the earlier verse, it is always shown. This verse 27, where Ajnani Vidusha Prastha Kutastham na Prabuddhe na Bhadinasti Kutastha iti Buddha Vadakkari. In that verse, it was said that ignorant person always says that I do not know, I do not know Kutastha na Bhadinasti. I don't experience it. It is not there. And therefore, both Avidya and Avrati, both of them, were shown to be matters of experience in the previous verse. All right. 
Anubhava. So keeping in, in keeping with which you must now apply the Tarkaya. Falitam aha or so what should we do now? So second line is Ataha Kutasta Chaitanyam Adarodhi Iti Tarkaram. So what should be Tarka? What is the Tarka there? His Kutarka was like this. So Prakashe Kutavidya. If you say that Kutasta Chaitanyam is self-effulgent, how can ignorance be there? How can ignorance, which is the nature of darkness, coexist with Kutasta Chaitanyam, which is self-effulgent? Meaning, according to Tarka, he says that Kutasta Chaitanyam or Atma is Virodhi or opposed to Ajnana. However, if Atma is opposed to ignorance, then Atma is there, so ignorance cannot be, and therefore we cannot ex- experience ignorance. The fact is, we do experience ignorance, I don't know Kutastha Chaitanyam. And we do experience what we call Avaranam or Veiling, that I don't, I, I don't know Kutastha, I don't experience Kutastha, I don't think that is Kutastha. And so, Kutastha is Atma is there, and see Lavidya and Avaranam, both are there. That shows that Atma is not opposed to Avidya, or Atma is not opposed to Avaranam. We wish Atma was opposed to it, then there would have been no problem. Many people ask the question, if Ishwara has created this world, then why there is so much disparity? Why there is so much suffering? I said Ishwara is not opposed to anything. If you are opposed to suffering, then there will be no suffering in, suffering in the creation of the Lord, but it is not opposed to it. If Atma is limitless, why do I feel limited? Well, the limitless Atma is not opposed to the sense of limitation. Whereas we can all find, you know, suppose Atma is opposed to the sense of limitation of samsara, there will be no samsara at all. We won't be around anyway. But then, Atma or Kutastha Chaitanyam is not opposed to ignorance, nor is opposed to Avaranam. So, Ataha, Kutastha Chaitanyam, Avirodhi. So, Kutastha Chaitanyam is Avirodhi or unopposed to ignorance as well as Avaranam. It is Tarkatam. May you apply your Tarka. So, may you use your Tarka or reasoning in such a manner that it explains how Kutastha Chaitanyam or limitless self is not opposed to ignorance and not opposed to Avaranam. So that Tarka which will explain this phenomenon may apply that Tarka. That will be in keeping with Anubhava. Tameva Tarkam Abhiniya Darshayati. Tameva Tarkam, that very Tarka reasoning, Abhiniya, Abhinaya means Anguli Nirdesha. That's called Abhinaya. So sometimes you want to show something by Abhinaya. So very often what happens is, when you listen to tapes, a few things you may miss. When Swamiji talks about here, you know, then the person listens to the tapes, he will wonder, what is this here? Look at this, when you say, then also, only those who are around, they will know, but the one who listens to doesn't know, what is this? And here also, sometimes the teacher shows by this, Anguli then you must know that, Abhinaya is done. Abhinaya means a particular acting or a gesture. So by a certain gesture you show something. So that's called Abhinaya. So Tameya Tarkam Abhinaya Darshati. Abhinaya here is Angulindirdesha. Point out with your finger this way. And so that very Tarka is being shown here by Angulindirdesha in, in a direct, in a specific manner. <coughs> in the verse 32. <coughs> Tachet 
So that very same tarka, anukula tarka, is now being shown here, actually shown. Tachet virodhi, tachet means what? Footnote number one, chaitanyam. Tach chaitanyam virodhi chait. If that chaitanyam or kutastha chaitanyam were, opposed to ignorance and avaram, kena iyam avrutihi anubhuvatam. Then this avaram or this veiling, kena anubhuvatam. Who will ever be able to experience his ignorance or avaranam? If that, which we already said earlier, if this kutastha chaitanya or atma were opposed to ignorance and avaranam, then who can ever experience avaranam? Because atma being ever there, my true nature, and if it is opposed to ignorance, there is no way that I can experience ignorance. See, understand, atma is totally opposed to non-existence. And therefore, I can never experience my own non-existence. Can you? Can you ever experience, I am not? You cannot. Or Atma is opposed to uh, the, the uh, inertness. So you can never experience, I do not shine or I am not conscious. And so Atma is not opposed, Atma is opposed to them and therefore we cannot experience them. But then similarly if Atma are opposed to ignorance, then we will never experience ignorance. If Atma are opposed to veiling, Avaranam, we will never experience Avaranam. The fact that we experience that shows that Atma is not opposed to Avaranam or Vidya. Kenim Avrutihi hi Anuhuyatam says the Tikakara Avidya Avarana Sadaka Chaitanya Seva Tadvirodhitve Avidya Pratiti Hevana Syadri Bhavaha. So in fact, this Kutastha Chaitanyam is not Bhasakam, is Sadakam Natu Bhasakam. In fact, you require the Atma in order to experience Avidya. Because Atma is Satanyam, Consciousness, Awareness, and it illumines Avidya as well. And then alone Avidya can become an object of our experience. Only that which is illumined by awareness can become the object of our experience. For example, the horn on my head is not illumined by awareness. And therefore, this horn on my head does not become an object of experience. But Avaranam becomes the object of experience. Avidya becomes the object of experience. I know my ignorance. And that shows that that, uh, uh, that Atma eliminates Avidya. And therefore, Atma or Kutastha Chaitanyam is Sadhakam. Sadhakam means that is in fact brings about that experience of Avidya. Natu Bhadakam. It is not opposed to it. In fact, it is going along with it. <coughs> so, Avidya Avana Sadhaka Chaitanyasya. The Chaitanyam or awareness which Sadhakam which becomes a means or which becomes a helpful means for avidya and avaram, that virodhitve, if that itself became the bhadakam or virodhi or opposed avidya pratiti heva nasyat, then no one would ever have experience of ignorance, no one would ever have experience of avaram. Iti bhavaha. Okay. Next question is tarhi avidyayaha ko virodhi. If atma is not opposed to ignorance, then who is opposed to ignorance? So he is footnote, footnote number two says, Kutastha Chaitanyasya avidya avirodhitve sati. If you say that Kutastha Chaitanyam is an opposed to ignorance, then who is opposed to ignorance? Ityaha, the second line says, Vivekastu virodhi asyaha. Asyaha avidyayaha virodhi vivekaha. It is not Kutastha Chaitanyam, but then Vrutya Rudha Chaitanyam becomes the 
the virodhi of agnyam. As we were saying, electricity is not opposed to darkness. But electricity, when it drives a bulb, then it becomes opposed to darkness. And similarly also, atma is not opposed to ignorance. However, when atma becomes associated with the jnana vritti, that's called vrityarudha chaitanyam, like filament arudha, electricity. And so also, vrityarudha chaitanyam, only when chaitanya rides on the vritti, that means there is the jnana vritti of which that chaitanyam becomes the object or the subject, then alone that jnana vritti which is called viveka, atma anatma viveka, that alone is opposed to avidya and not atma. Asyaha vivekaha virodhi. Vivekaha is what? Upanishad vicharadanyam jnanam. That knowledge that is born as a result of Upanishad vichara. Vichara means an inquiry performed upon the statement of the Upanishad. That generates the knowledge or a vision and that vision of the knowledge or jnanavarti is opposed to ignorance and not atma. <coughs> Vivekasya avidyavarodhitvam Kodrishtam. Where do you find that this Viveka meaning Atmanatma Viveka, the discriminative knowledge, is opposed to ignorance? Where do you find that? Then the answer is given in Tattva Jnani Drishyatam. Where do you find in Tattva Jnani? So what is the difference between Tattva Jnani, a wise man and another wise man? Atma, Kudasya Chaitanya is saying in both. Now what's the difference? One has a Jnanam, other doesn't have a Jnanam. Even though both, is, both have Atma all right, but then still there is some difference between them. And what's the difference? One has viveka, other one doesn't have viveka. So what distinguishes a jnani from an agnani is atma anatma viveka. So thus we see by anvaya vitareka. That where absence of viveka is there, there agnanam is there. Where viveka is there, agnanam is not there. That shows that viveka is opposed to agnanam. But that anvaya vitareka does not apply to atma. Where Atma is there, Agnanam is there. And so, Atma is not opposed to Agnanam, it is Atmanatma Viveka, a discriminative knowledge which discriminates self from the non-self that alone is opposed to ignorance and Avaranam. And this is what we find in Tattva Jnani, in a, in a man or a person who has a knowledge of Tattvam. This is what we see. And thus, Anubha Yukti. First is Yukti Virodha, Astyaha Vivekaha Astyaha Virodhi, and then Anuha also, Vidva Anuha, that this is what we find in a wise man. <coughs> Let's see, Avaranam is discussed. Evam Avidya Avarane Darshaitva. In all these verses, what is discussed is the nature of Avidya, ignorance, and Avaranam or veiling. Vikshepa Adhyasamaha. Now the teacher proceeds to describe what is meant by Vikshepa. That's the product of Avaranam. Says <coughs> the verse 33. Avidya Vrita Kutasthe. Vikshepadhyasa evahi Vikshepadhyasa evahi Avidya avrata kutastha Kutastha means kutastha chaitanyam Avidya avrata Where avidya ignorance also is there And avrata means avrana also is there So 
So that Kutastha Chaitanya, which is endowed with ignorance and avaranam. So avaranam is required in order that Vikshepa is there. So Vikshepa projection cannot be unless avaranam or veiling is there. If there is no avaranam, there cannot be Vikshepa. So Vikshepa is product of avaranam. <coughs> avidya Vrata Kutastha, meaning Purvokta Avidya Avaranavati Kutastha. That Kutastha which is endowed with the avidya and avaranam, dehad dvaya yuta chitihi <coughs> pratyagatmani arobida thula sukshma sarira sahitah chidabhasah vikshep adhyasahityatah That chitihi means consciousness. Dehad dvaya yuta chitihi That consciousness that is endowed with dehad dvaya. What is dehad dvaya? The two-fold body. Which is the two-fold body? Thula sukshma sarira. So that consciousness endowed with sthula and sukshma sharira or the gross and subtle body. So consciousness endowed with or conditioned by or limited by the subtle and the gross body. Meaning the consciousness reflected in the mind, reflected in antahkaranam, which appears to be conditioned or limited by antahkaranam. That means chidabhasaham. So the chidabhasa reflected consciousness endowed with the gross and the subtle body is what we call the adhyasa. <coughs> Thula Sukshma Sharira Sahitaha Chidabhasaha Vikshepa Adhyasahitkyartha Shuktav Rupyavad Rupya means silver. Shuktav Rupyavad Like the silver that is superimposed upon a Shukti or upon a mother of pearl and so also upon the consciousness so we have the superimposition of Chidabhasa the reflected consciousness endowed with the gross and the subtle bodies. <coughs> and this is called Vikshepa Adhyasaha. So Chidabhasa hai. The reflected consciousness along with the gross and subtle bodies. That whole thing is called Vikshepa. Vikshepa also means Brahma, Adhyasa, Adhyaropa. All of these mean the same thing. So what we call error, superimposition, Adhyasa, Adhyaropa, Brahma, Vikshepa. All of these have the same meaning. <coughs> Asya Vikshevasya Adhyasatva Siddhaya Shukti Rajata Adhyasa Samyam Darshayadi Now this Vikshepa meaning Chidabhasa, the sense of Ahankara, the sense of I-ness, that I-notion. So that is called Vikshepa or Adhyaropa. And that I-notion also is, is, is Adhyaropa to show that Shukti Rajata Adhyasa Samyam Darshayadi. This phenomenon of a sense of limitation is now compared to the seeing of silver in place of mother of pearl. So how we, sil- how we see silver where in fact there is mother of pearl? And so also how we see that chidabhasa or a limited jiva or samsari where in fact there is limitless self. So what there is is kutastha chaitanyam, the changeless self. What we see is the lim- jivaha, meaning the limited self. So we project the chidabhasa or the limited self upon the limitless awareness, the limitless self. That phenomenon is similar to projection of silver upon the mother of pearls. How? Now this we all know, that seeing silver where in fact there is shuktika, in fact there is shell, is adhyasa, that we know. Now, if we can see that this seeing of chidabhasa or the ahankara, where in fact there is kutastha, is also similar to 
seeing of silver upon mother of earth, and this phenomenon also could be called adhyasa. So understand that, you know, we know what adhyasa is. Seeing silver, whether it's shuttika is called adhyasa. Seeing one thing instead of another which you call dharmi adhyasa. If you can show the same mechanism is applicable here also, then we will know that looking upon atma as jiva is also adhyasa. And therefore, vikshepatya adhyasatva siddhe. That is the vikshepa in the of the nature of chilabhasa or the reflected consciousness or ahankara or the sense of limitation is in fact a product of adhyasa or itself is adhyasa in order to show, establish that the teacher shows samyam or similarity between this particular phenomenon and the phenomenon of seeing silverware that is mother of pearl. <coughs> See footnote number three which we discussed yesterday, well that also is said here. Yatra samanyamsa visheshamsa apratitihi. Both of these words should be one alone, in fact, there should not be two. So yatra where samanyamsa visheshamsa apratitihi tatra adhyaso na bhavati. We said that an object has samanyamsa and visheshamsa. So samanya like, like rope, for example, has samanyamsa, that rope is, that this is, this. And there is a visheshamsa that it is rope. So where samanyamsa, visheshamsa, apratidhi, where we don't perceive both thisness as well as ropeness, if both of them are not perceived, tatra adhyasu nabhavati. Just as when it is, when it is uh, dark, then we do not see even the samanyamsa of rope. When it is pitch dark, then even this is also not seen. So neither the samanyamsa nor the visheshamsa of the rope are perceptible in darkness. There, there is no question of committing an error of taking the rope to the snake because even the samanyamsa, something is there, even that also is not seen. Yatra ubhayoho pratirihi tatrabhi adhyaso nayohavdi Where both samanya and visheshamsa are seen, there also adhyasa is not possible, as in broad daylight. Where we see that this and we see rope. Both of these amsha we see, and there also the question of taking it to be a snake is not there. So there also adhyasa is not possible. Yatra visheshamsa pratirihi tatravika adhyasa nasambhavadi. Wherever the visheshamsa pratirihi is there, meaning the specific, we through the nature of the vishesha means the particular nature of the object is seen, there also adhyasa is not possible. <coughs> Yatra samanya amsha pratirihi Visheshamsa apratidhi tatraiva adhyasa bhavati iti unnayam. Where samanyamsa pratidhi is there, that this, something is seen. But visheshamsa, that this is rope, that part is not seen. Then alone, the adhyasa is possible. So that visheshamsa is mistaken to be a snake, and this is the phenomenon of adhyasa. Iti unnayam, this is what one has to see, one has to understand. And this idea is now conveyed in subsequent verses. The verse 34 says, Idamam shascha satyatvam Shuktigam rupya ikshade Swayam tvam vastuta chaiva Vikshepe vikshade nyagam Idam amsascha satyatvamcha 
What have you seen? Suktigam. So that which belongs to Sukti or that which belongs to Mother of Pearl. So that Samanyamusha that belongs to Mother of Pearl is seen in silver. What is Samanyamusha? Idamamsasya Satyatvamsha. So this Mother of Pearl has this aspect, Idam, this. That's called Samanya Jnana. Something is there is called Samanya Jnana. That it is a shell is called Vishesha Jnana. So that something or this is Samanya Jnana, that and Satyatvam, that is Shuktika is real. So from the Vyavaharik Satta point of view, Shuktika or Mother of Pearl is real. And so the reality that belongs to the Shuktika, as well as the thisness that belongs to Shuktika, both of these we find in silver. So when we see silver, what do we say? This is silver. Now this is, this Amusha belongs to that Shuktika. And also when we see silver, what idea does it convey in our mind? That silver is really there. So we say that silver is real. So reality that silver enjoys in our mind, that reality comes from where? From Shuktika. So reality that belongs to Shuktika and thisness that belongs to Shuktika, both of them we find in silver. So this is the Samanyamusha of the shell, this and reality, Vyavaharik Satta, this Amusha, Samanyamusha, we find in silver. So Shuktigam Rupya Ichave. Says Tikagara, Shuktikayam Sthitam Purodeshadi Sammanditvam Abadhyatvam Chetha Arupide Rajate Avahasade. Shuktigam means Shuktikayam Sthitam. So that which abides or obtains in Shuktika or Mother of Pearl. And what is it? Purodesha, the Sammanditvam. Purodesha. Purodesha is what? The, the place in front of you. Puraha means in front. Desha means place. Purodesha means that which is in front of you. So something is in front of you, that is called this. And that aspect belongs to Shuktika. And Abadhyatvam cha. The Shuktika is real. Abadhi means which cannot be negated, cannot be falsified. So, yatha aropite rajate abhasate. And we think that silver is this and that silver also is real. So, these two aspects belong to Shuttika. All of both of them appear in silver. <coughs> Swayantvam vastuta chayvam. And so also in Chidav, in Atma, Kutastha, there is Swayantvam. Swayam means what? Minus. So, Swayantvam, I-ness. So, in fact, the true I is Kutastha Chaitanyam. So that ayanas that belongs to kutastha chaitanyam, vastutacha, and kutastha chaitanyam is what? Vastu means paramatika reality. So that vastuta or the absolute reality that belongs to kutastha chaitanyam, and the ayanas that belongs to kutastha chaitanyam, both of these are seen in chidabhasa or ahankara. And therefore, ahankara shines as I, and ahankara shines as real. That ayanas and reality which belong to kutastha chaitanyam, both of them appear in ahankara. Swayamtvam vastuta chayvam vikshepe vikshepe vikshate anyagam. So anyagam, anyagam means what? Kutasthagam. So kutasthe sthitam. That swayamtvam and vastuta means vastutvam cha. Swayamtvam is swarupata. It's my true nature. Atma is my true nature. That being the true nature of my own self. And vastuta, the reality. Anyagam, which belongs in fact to anya meaning the kutastha. Vikshepe vikshade anyagam kutasthanishtham vikshepe aropide chidavase vikshade avabhasade ityartha. And that's the reason why the chidavasa or ahankara 
it's taken to be I and it's taken to be real. Where I-ness in the reality in fact belongs to Kutastha Chaitanya and that aspect shines in Chiravasa in Ahankara. <coughs> Evam samanyam sa pratitim uhayatra pradashya visheshaam sa apratitisamyam darshayati. That is a spelling error there or printing error. Visheshaam sa pratitit says, Eshadu visheshaam sa apratitisamyam darshayati. So for dhyasa, the classical condition is samanyam sa pratitihi visheshaam sa apratitihi. Perception of samanya aspect, a general aspect, a non-perception of vishesha or the specific or particular aspect. So the earlier verse showed the pratidya perception of samanyamusha and now the next verse shows the apratidya non-perception of vishesha amusha. <coughs> verse 35. Tvam Yathashuktautirohitam Asangānandatādhyevam Kūtasthepitirohitam So Visheshamusha or the particular aspect of the Shuktika or mother of pearl or shell is Neela prushtha trikonatvam. This is how they define a shell. Neela prushtha. Prushtha means this back is blue, you know, or black, whatever. And trikonatvam. The shuddhika has a triangular form, a triangular shape. And it is neela or blue in prushtha means its back. So it is blue in color and it is triangular in shape. When we see that object as silver, we neither see that blueness nor do we see the triangular form. Otherwise we cannot mistake that to be silver. If the shell had seen to be what it is, namely a triangular piece of shell having a blue back, if that we had been actually been seen by us, then the error of taking it to be silver would not have occurred. And thus, when we fail to appreciate that particular aspect of Shuktika, then alone, Shuktau Tirohitam, Tirohitam means it remains away from our sight. So that Tirohitam is, 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 it doesn't shine, doesn't appear before us. And so just as that Visheshamusha or the particular aspect of Shuktika is not seen by us. Similarly also, in case of Atma, the Samanyamusha is seen. Aham Asmi, Aham Bhami or Aham. And I am real, that I am Atma, this is seen. But Asanga Dadi, that Asangoham, Anandoham, or Chidananda Rupoham, this aspect that I am Asangha. I am in fact unconnected with gross body as well as subtle body. That I am a witness, I am the illuminator of these two bodies and not the body. That Atma can never be associated with anything because Atma is subtler than the subtlest and therefore it cannot be associated in any way with the gross of the subtle body. The Asangata of the Atma is not seen by me and therefore the gross and the subtle bodies are taken to be I. Because I do not appreciate that I am asangaha, unconnected. Anandata, that I am anandaha, anantoham, limitless I am, that also is not appreciated by me, and therefore I take myself to be a limited being. So here is anyonya atyasa. Something that belongs to kutastha is superimposed upon chidavasa, 
and something that belongs to Chidabhasa is superimposed upon Atma. <coughs> so that I-ness and the reality which Chaitanya has is, is superimposed upon Ahankara and that sense of limitation that Ahankara has is superimposed upon the Atma and thus we have what we call Anyonya Dhyasa and as a result we have a new entity called Chidabhasa or Ahankara. So Asangānandatādi that Brahma Bhinnoham, I am Brahma, I am non-different from Brahman, I am limitless, I am Ananda, I am Asangaha. So this this specific aspect, a particular aspect of Atma, not seen, Kutasthepitarohitam, somehow that Avaranam or veiling power veils the particular aspect. This is what it does. It doesn't veil the Samanya Usha, but veils the Vishesha Usha. And where the Vishesha Usha is, an error is committed. <coughs> Or samyantram darshayati, another samyam, another similarity also is shown here between the illustration of seeing silverware Madhurappal is and seeing Ahankara, where in fact Kutasthatma is in the verse 36. <coughs> Aropitasya drishtante, Aropitasya Aopitasidustante Rupyanama Yathadatha Dustante Shukti Stale, where in fact there is Shukti or oyster shell or mother of pearl. Aropita Padarthasya, Rupyanama, Rupyamidanama Yatha, how that particular object is in fact named as Rupyam or silver. So this is another Samyam. How we name that object altogether something different. Where there is rope, where in fact the name is, the word is concept that is superimposed is Sarpa. Where in fact there is Shuktika, we look upon that as Rajatam or silver. So how does Shuktika gains the name? Rupiam or silver. So where in fact Shruttika is, how there is name silver. Rupyanam, Rupyam is the name yatha. Evam in the same manner, Kutastha Adhyastha Vikshepanama Aham Ivinishyaha. Evam Kutastha Kalpitasya Chidabhasa Rupa Vikshepasya Purvoktasya Aham Ivinishyaha Ityartha. And similarly also, where in fact there is Kutastha Chaitanyam or the self, there the Chidabhasa that we have superimposed, that also gains the, gains the name Aham. Just as Shuktika or Mother of Pearl gains the name Silver. And so also the Skutastha Chaitanyam or the Limitless Self gains the name Aham. So Aham iti Nama. And thus it gains a sense of individuality. That Chaitanyam which is otherwise indivisible or limitless, however, appears to be divided or limited. What is divided is this Chidavasaha, the reflected consciousness. What is divided is the gross and the subtle body. What is divided is the antahkaranam or the mind. But that sense of division gets also superimposed upon the kutastha chaitanyam which is indivisible and there arises this notion or arises a name, aham, and thus the process of nama begins from there. Aham, then I can say anything, devadattoham or whatever it is. But that this nomenclature, aham, occurs just as where in fact there is shell, there is a nomenclature of the silver. And that is another samyam of similarity 
between that illustration and what we experience with reference to ourselves. And thus by these examples it is shown by these verses that the sense of limitation is adhyasa, is a vikshepa, similar to seeing silver where in fact there is mother of pearl. <coughs> Which illustration was taken upon, taken up in the adhyasa vashya, also the very same illustration of seeing silver where in fact there is mother of pearl. <coughs> okay. Om Purnamadas Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudasyade Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamevavashishyade Om Shantishantishantihe Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Vadarayanam Sutra Bhashya Krutavande Bhagavanta Punapunaha Ishwaro Guratmege Murti Veda Vibhagine Vyoma Vatvyapta Dehaya Dakshina Murtaye Namaha Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Guru Namaha Hari Om